trying to see if I can see that clock back there without my glasses on. That's why I'm, that's why I'm looking. I, I've told several people already, I said, I, I probably won't preach today uh, because Baptist men uh, have their time and uh, you know it usually takes a while for them to, to get through their uh, commentary and they certainly did a good job this morning. I remember 1990. It was the first time I'd had an experience with North Carolina Baptist Men Disaster Relief and went to Miami. Done some things since that time. But over that period of time, I've come to appreciate, as many of your men have, uh, North Carolina Baptist Men and their work that allows women, that allows Mennonites, that allows Methodists, that allows Presbyterians, that allows Catholics, that allows anybody who wants to to work with them if they'll follow their uh, if they'll follow their plan, which is well organized, as as you've heard testimony to this morning, they do a wonderful job. My observation is that North Carolina Baptist men is one of the best things that North Carolina Baptists have ever done, ever. If you go to a North Carolina Baptist disaster relief meeting, you discover quickly that there are no qualifications for getting help. If you live in a million-dollar home or if you live in a trailer and you call in for help, North Carolina Baptist men will respond because the mission of North Carolina Baptist men is primarily... Spreading the gospel, getting the good news of Jesus Christ to anybody and everybody without regard to their station in life, high or low, or in between somewhere, rich or poor, doesn't matter. Now, if we go to a million-dollar house and discover that their stuff is scattered about out there in the yard and they really don't need our help, they just wanted a freebie, then the best we do is build a relationship with those people to talk about that and talk about the great needs that are there and do what has to be and then move on where the need is greater, but you begin a dialogue with a group of people, a homeowner or a homeowner's family because the primary goal is spreading the gospel. I don't have the statistics in my memory or in my hand but I believe uh, North Carolina Baptists, disaster relief volunteer cadre across North Carolina, is the third largest volunteer group in the nation. Not in the state of North Carolina, in the nation. American Red Cross is a nationwide organization. It has more. Salvation Army, a nationwide organization, it has more. But North Carolina Baptists is third in the number of volunteers that they have going to work. If you've not prayed for, given to, or helped in some way, you ought to. One of the things that always... Uh, impresses me about work is that together 
the kind of work we do matters at too many different, so many different levels. The men who go and do ramps, uh, the men and women who go to Lumberton or Nicaragua, wherever they go, when they work together, they create a bond that's different from the bond you create sitting here on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night uh, or downstairs on a Wednesday night around supper table even. It's a deeper bond. It's a stronger bond. And it makes the body of Christ stronger and better. And it brings the kingdom of God on earth closer and closer when it happens. If you don't have the energy, if you don't have the time to give, I would suggest that you make the time. If you don't have the energy, you can pray. You can write cards of thank you. Maybe can send a dollar or two. But you can become a part of something bigger than yourself. And it's when we get outside of ourselves that we do our best work. When I, when I work uh, for me and what I want, um, I guess I'm happy sometimes. I, you know, I'm satisfied that I get whatever it is I want to have. But when I work with other people, And I have to give up some of what I want for what they want and need. The outcome is bigger than me and better than me. Those of you who've known me uh, in years past know that I have an opinion about everything. And sometimes I have a strong opinion about something. And I am not shy about delivering that opinion repeatedly sometimes because I think I am so right. I have discovered that I am not so right all the time. Can you imagine that? Have any of y'all ever discovered that you're not right all the time about something that ought to happen in your house or in your community or in your church or in your backyard. You, you're just not. Because you can't see from somebody else's perspective. You can't. I can only see from my history, my experience in the past. I can't see from somebody else's. But I know that God has taught me that I need to listen to that other person and hear them out and come to a compromise or change my mind altogether from here to here. And when I do, the bigger group is better. Whether it's the, the, the four people that were in my family when my children were growing up, the four of us were better off. The four of us were bigger because we made decisions together. And same things in my church or in my club or in my community, the same thing. But we have a hard time remembering that our opinion is not always the best opinion in town. And I am one of the first to know that I have a good opinion, you know. 
uh, but I also know that my opinion needs to change somehow or another. I tell you what, <clears throat> I'm going to stop. We're going to, we'll, we'll, we'll start next week with a, a prepared sermon. Um, we got lunch downstairs, and uh, we got a lot of fellowshipping to do, a lot of getting acquainted with one another. There's a lot of things that uh, we're going to have to do together uh, during this uh, time of interim, this transition time. Uh, we're going to work together, and we're going to work at becoming the body of Christ that God wants us to be. It doesn't mean we're a bad body right now. It doesn't mean we've never done anything right. That has nothing, that's not, that's not on the table. What's on the table is the future. What is PG going to be in the future? What do you think God's calling you to be in the future? Now that calling is in a context. The context is not where I live in High Point. The context is not Asheville. The context is McDowell County. The context is PG. The context is PG Baptist Church. All of those matter. And we've got to think, how do we become the church God wants us to become? How does He work in our life as a body so that we become what He wants us to be? Now, there's no doubt that there's some people who are still wishing church was like it was in the 50s. I, 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 I just, I know that's true. Church will never, ever, ever, ever be what it was in the 50s. If it becomes that, it will die. It will die, I promise you. You cannot have a church from 1950 in 2018. 2019, 2020, it will not work. You've got people in this community who've never been exposed to church life. Healthy church life. Some of them were young and they went to some uh, congregation somewhere and it was not healthy uh, Somebody was beating them over the head every week. Uh, somebody was uh, telling them every week they're going to hell. Somebody was uh, telling them every week that God will get you. Uh, that's not what people need to hear. I don't mean that people don't need to be held accountable. That's true, they do. But that's not the thing they want to grow up on because when they grow up on that as little children, they don't come back. They don't come back to church. They said, I've tried that and it was not healthy for me. They don't use those words. <laughs> they use other words uh, to tell about how unhealthy it was. They just don't do that. So we've got to find a way. No, you. I'm going back home. I'm going back to High Point. You all have to find a way to be the church that God's called you to be in this place. And we're going to have to work hard at it. It means that we're going to have to hear each other out. I, I remember standing right there, and I had set up some rules. And the rules were, hear everybody's idea. We were 
uh, talking about something that we wanted to do in the future. And uh, <laughs> J.B. Bundy, sitting right back yonder, J.B. always had ideas. You know about J.B. He always had ideas. And J.B. was talking about an idea that I thought was not really very good. I broke my own rules and kind of poo-pooed J.B.'s idea. Now, I wasn't terribly rude, but I poo-pooed his idea, broke the rule that I had made. Had to apologize to J.B., apologize to the church for being so stupid. But, you know, there's no cure for stupid, is there, Chet? No cure for stupid. Now, the reason I say that is not, be not because... Not because, not because Chet has, has uh, been stellar at showing stupidity. That's not what I'm talking about. Amen. I'm almost 75. I still do some stupid things. Now, usually, I can come back and say, I'm sorry. That was a stupid thing. Um, not every time. You know, I still got too much pride, the Lord has to work on me. But we're going to listen to one another and we're not going to say that's a stupid idea. Even in kind words, we're not going to say that's a stupid idea. We're going to listen to one another. We're going to pray together and we're going to come to some kind of unified idea about how we ought to move forward to be God's people in this place for the future, not for the past. Not for the past. You, you can't, you've had good times in the past. Golly, this has been a, a vibrant congregation. You've had good times in the past, but that's not what you can rely on into the future. The future, God has something different for you. You're going to continue to reach the millennial crowd, the Gen X crowd, the people who are going to grow up in church and become what many of you are, gray and old. Uh, we're going to have to reach those people because if we don't reach those people, there won't be a church that has any vibrance here in a generation. There just won't be any. So that's what we're about. Uh, we have got the we have got the ability right here in this membership, probably right here in this room. There's a few good people not here today, and they'll join us as time moves forward. But right here in this room, we've got the ideas that we need because the Holy Spirit is at work. You might not like what the Holy Spirit is telling you about your own ideas, about your own thoughts. You might not be getting confirmation about that, but you might be. And as we move forward together, we're going to get confirmation as a body that this is what God wants us to do. And when we get through, there'll be one or two people who say, well, I don't, I'm not feeling it. And that might be true. They're not feeling it. But the body as a whole will 
feel it and move forward to do what God's called us to do in the future. And that's what we're going to do together. Over the next weeks, days, months, whatever it takes, uh, that's what we're going to do together. And uh, you'll be ready for new leadership and a new chapter of your life when the time comes. And that person will come and lead you in a direction that you've already said you want to go. I've told you more than once, you won't, some you new people won't remember this, but you need to go somewhere together, not just, not just this row. The section on the right, they're going this way. section in the middle, they're going this way. And the section over here, it's going this way. That's not what we're talking about. We want everybody moving together in one direction for the sake of the kingdom, not for the sake of PG Baptist Church. Not for the sake of this single congregation, but for the sake of the kingdom of God. The prayer that Ethan is teaching about to the children this morning, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, on earth, not Mars, not Jupiter, not the sun, not the moon, on earth as it is in heaven. Our job is to bring the kingdom of God on earth with the power, the strength, the help of the Holy Spirit of God. That's our job as a church, to bring the kingdom on earth. So it looks like heaven right here. If heaven were just in that parking lot right out there, there'd be a lot of people attracted to it. If people find heaven in this place, and we're working on bringing heaven to earth in this place, it'll attract people. Church will be healthy. The church will be doing what God's called it to do from the very beginning. Let's pray together. Dear God, we're grateful for the people that you gathered together in this room today to bring praise and honor to your name to be obedient to you in their lives, to bring the kingdom of earth, kingdom of heaven here on earth. Lord, bless us in our journey together to find the right path that you've called us to. It is not simple. It is complex. And we understand that. Because there's so many competing factors, both in our minds and in our hearts and in this community. God, we trust you, though. We trust you so much that we're willing to listen. 
Help us to hear and respond accordingly. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been a good day. If you have been around this place some and think you would like to be a part of this place, this is a church you could grow with. This is a church you could help grow. This is a place where you could find a way on your own personal journey to grow in Christ. And you'd like to come and be a church member. The church invites you to come today. Perhaps this week you encountered Christ in your life in some new and wonderful way. Sometimes maybe for the first time. And you'd like to come today to profess your faith in Christ and say, I, I want to be a new believer in this place. Or I just I want to explore my faith. I don't know about church membership here, but I just I need to explore my faith a little bit more. We ask you to come and just, just tell me that. We'll honor that and help you in that regard. Come as we stand and sing the hymn of invitation for this morning.